That's critical when I'm looking at retail. Who's coming there and why? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, hello, and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Todd? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, say, Matt, we are on our series here. We've covered multifamily, single family, multifamily, all kinds of multifamily, uh, senior assisted living. What are we going to cover today? Retail. Retail. Ooh, the daunted retail. Like everybody thinks retail is so bad, Matt. I, I just was on a conversation with somebody the other day and he said he was talking, they were talking about uh, real estate and they're joking about um, some of the asset classes. You know, I was talking about a lot of multifamily. It's like, oh, multifamily is great, safe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and he's like, good, good thing you're not not for sure retail. And I'm like, why does everybody lump retail into office? Because <laughs> uh, they think, I think everybody thinks that because of Amazon and online shopping, that retail is dead, 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 dead. And that's not true at all, Matt. That's not true at all. Retail is strong. And uh, it's, to me, as maybe not as strong as it's ever been, but it's it's strong. It's still still going, going well. Uh, but there's some things we have to be aware of with retail that's changed. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the kind of retail. Like some retail uh, stores have become more obsolete with the advent of online shopping, but uh, there's other ones that are are not affected at all. Yeah. And that's, that's the important thing, right? And so what companies are you getting in your retail business? And we, we, we got a couple different things we want to look for as a retail operator of place, placing our residents. But first thing as a retail owner, that I think you need to be aware of is it's all about location, all about location. I think retail is maybe the single asset that is location dependent more so than any other asset class. And we, we care about location in every asset. We care about location in multifamily. I want a good, nice neighborhood, blah, 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 whatever, whatever I'm looking for. I want, I want traffic, but I don't need it to be on the best intersection in the city. I don't, you know, it, it doesn't have to have the best way to drive in and drive out. You know, it just, yeah. Are those things important? Yeah, sure. I want it to be in a good location, but with retail, in my opinion, that's what matters almost more than anything else is where is this building located and will people come there to shop? Yeah. I mean, is it easy to get in? Uh, is it where people are driving past every day and like, oh yeah, hey, I, you know, I want to check that store out sort of thing. Yep. Is it convenient to people's houses, to people, to where they do business? You know, are they driving past it on a daily basis? So we care about the car, the vehicle count, the vehicle count that goes by those buildings on a daily basis. And that that's a huge driver of our traffic. We also care about, and this is part of the vehicle count, right? But we care about what's around it, okay? So 
I, so we bought a retail, let's just talk about this retail space that we bought, bought this retail space in, in Apple Valley, Minnesota. So suburb of, of uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. And we bought this retail space and sitting around it are fantastic businesses that drive people close to us. So we have, have a couple of banks. We've got a very big bank nearby their, their corporate headquarters. They're actually financed us. Um, Wings Financial. So they're close by. There's other banks that are close by. We've got, you know, McDonald's close by, Starbucks close by, Chipotle close by. You know, we've got a lot of different restaurants, fast food restaurants that drive people to the area, right? Fast food is all about convenience. People drive through, but then they see our place. Okay. So they're driven to our place. So we've got a lot of, we've got grocers nearby. So we've got a lot of commercial nearby. They're going to drive people to the area. And there's a reason why they're coming close to our building. So that's, that's critical when I'm looking at retail, who's coming there and why, and how much time are they going to spend it? Right. How do you find out the, you know, traffic uh, car count? Uh, yeah, that's, that's really easy to get a hold of. Um, you know, there, there's, there's studies that are done all the time. The city should have that. If the city doesn't have it, you know, probably your, your local real estate company is going to have that. Um, so CoStar would have it, you know, there's, there's, there's all kinds of reports out there that you should be able to attain that with. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the city, the cities care because that's, you know, they have repair schedules on their roads, right? And it's based on how many cars are, are going through certain areas. And so the cities uh, know those, they, they track it, track those traffic counts. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, I think for, for us, so, so again, the most critical part is that location aspect. It's how many people are going to be seen as, is egress, ingress. Is it easier for people to get in? Is it easier for people to get out? Right. And then when we're looking at purchasing, of course, we're looking at what businesses are there and we're, we're looking at filling. We're looking at what kind of businesses can we get in? So let's talk about the businesses again that we want in our retail strip, retail center. Oh, that's the other thing too, is we want to know what kind of building do we have? But so our building is, is strip center. Okay. There's multiple tenants, multiple bays. They can have anywhere from, you know, they, they can have a few hundred square feet all the way up to, you know, 10,000 plus square feet. Um, you know, our, our building is about a hundred thousand square feet. So somebody could take, um, quite frankly, one whole site, one whole building. There's two buildings, one whole building. We wouldn't want them to, but somebody, somebody technically could. Um, we want businesses that are a good mix. Okay. So I want a good mix of driving factors to our location. So we, um, we bought this building. It's got a liquor store. Okay. That's great. That brings, that brings people in. It's very classy, very nice liquor store. And that brings people in. We've got a, a sit down buffet restaurant. Okay. Japanese buffet restaurant, nice restaurant. A lot of people go to it. Um, high quality that drives a lot of people there. Okay. We've got an appliance store. They sell appliances, repair appliances, mainly sell. That's 
most people aren't buying appliances online, right? We've got a, um, we've got a dry cleaner at our location. Okay. That drives people. Uh, we've got a tax prep company, right? Driving people. You can't do, I shouldn't say you can't do that online. People are, but CPA needs are, are not going away. Okay. I don't think the government's going to stop taxing us anytime soon. At least that's my guess. I don't know <laughs> you have different insight than I do. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting that uh, at all. So <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish, um, you know, so we've got some good businesses and it, those are businesses that are really hard to replace, right? You can't just go online and do a lot of that stuff. You can't go online and eat at a restaurant. Um, we've got uh, X goal that just came in. They are a video simulator golf uh, place. And so you go and hit golf balls, Minnesota's, I think the number two golf state in the country. And yet we have the shortest golf season of any state. Okay. So people like to play golf here. They like to hit clubs and they're going to go there and they're going to hang out for a while. And that's going to drive business to the rest of the retail around. Okay. Um, and then we're looking at other restaurants. We're looking at other um, businesses. We've got a fitness business, fitness and um, kind of rehab business that's, looking there. So anything you can do to, to drive customers, um, into your, into the other businesses are there. And so we like variety. We like restaurants. We like, um, service-based businesses that you can't, can't replace, right. Hard, hard, hard to replace. Um, we like the, the X golf, which is entertainment, love entertainment, right. Um, and then love some businesses that like like the liquor store and the the appliance store. Like most people aren't buying their liquor online. Most people aren't buying their appliances online. It's just something that people don't do. They go they go and see it. So you're being really thoughtful about who the customer base is of this uh, you know strip mall. So you're you know thinking about like family. So you're not putting in like a strip club, for example. I mean, you know, might be a great play for the certain a certain uh, mall, but not ours. No, mm -hmm. no, no. We try we try to stay away from that. You know, we had uh, we got we got some outlots. You know, we had people looking at doing like a car wash in one of them. Just doesn't work for the space. But you know, things again, things that are going to drive traffic to it, and things that are going to we'll. And you're right. Like that's a good point that you brought up with the the strip club, right? That doesn't. Whether you think strip clubs are are great or horrible, I don't I don't really care. That doesn't match with the type of businesses that we've already got in place and that we're looking for. So right now we've got an end cap bay, meaning at the very end of the building. Those are more valuable spaces. We've got this end cap bay that we're looking at leasing out, or we are leasing out. And we're being very thoughtful for who we bring in there because we want to make sure that the tenant we bring in there is going to positively affect the rest of the tenants within our location. Because our goal is to make everybody as successful as possible. We hope that every single business there, those owners are making money hand over fist. We want them to be so freaking rich that they want to stay forever. And they want to pay us more rent. And they're happy when we say we're going to do improvements 
and you, you're going to have to pay more. And they're like, yes, please do them because we're making so much money and we know we'll make even more money after you do this. That's our goal, right? And so if we match businesses up that do really well together, that, that benefit from each other, that's huge, right? Because that helps everybody with their goal. That helps the business owner with their goal to make more money, helps us with our goal to make more profit and money as well and have a better center that people want to go to. So you're not going to put in like 10 different uh, golf experience stores. Yeah, no, like, like that would be crazy, right? We can't, we can't do a second one there. That would be crazy because it just would cause a negative competition there and, and also piss our current tenant off too. So we, we want to make sure, again, we're very thoughtful, critically thinking about how this is going to affect everybody else around and how the, and then the other thing too, is how like the neighboring businesses are going to benefit from it as well. Like how we can all benefit from each other. And are all of your leases triple net or are there some single or double net as well? Yeah, we do all triple net lease. So triple net lease, meaning that the, the, the tenant pays for everything. They're paying their share of property taxes, the you know electrical, all that kind of stuff, and uh, they also pay for for a tenant improvements. So if we have to replace uh, the roof um, on on their building, they're getting benefit from that. So they're paying for part of that uh, repair, their their prorated portion of that uh, repair. So it's full triple net lease. Wow. There are other ways to do it. There's you know just just a lease with. You know, no charges. Uh, there's the, you know, double net lease where you're not charging. There's also all kinds of triple net leases too, where you might might not be charging back the the cams. You might might be charging some of the cams, but not all of the cams. Um. So yeah. Yeah, there's different ways to go about it. You know, depending we, on what we, you charge them. Yeah, we like full uh, full chargebacks. Um, so for, for kinds of retail, I think that's really valuable to, for people to understand. So you've got several different kinds of retail. Um, you've got the big box store, the mall type retail, right? And so you've got, think about the mall. Those, those are challenging in my opinion right now. Uh, not as definitely not as popular, harder to fill, um, mall experiences. So I think those are those at least for me, that's not my appetite. I'm not going to go into the mall. Now, I did notice, so we had a Maplewood Mall by us that sold, and it sold for a really good price. Um, they, and it was it was fairly vacant, and they went in there, and they put all kinds of new stores in there. They filled it up. They've done a good job, but they've put a lot of new experiences in there. They, they're actually, there's like an indoor zoo there uh, in the mall. There's So they've done a good job at filling a variety of businesses up. And I, I don't spend a lot of time in the mall, so I can't tell you all the stores uh, that are there. But now they are selling that asset for and poised to make a pretty good profit um, to do that. So they specialize in just turning around um, locations. And, and there's certainly profit to be made, you know, doing that. Um, there's the retail strip, which was what we, we are, uh, talking about in, in Apple Valley. Um, everybody knows what a retail strip looks like. I think I would be a little bit more careful with the anchor tenant type strip that has that one big box store and then maybe has several. I would be more careful with that. Cause I, I think that companies aren't needing as much space potentially. And so 
So that to me, I wouldn't count on my big box store to be my big anchor as much as what you used to be able to count on. And again, I'm not like a retail expert. So I'm sure somebody might be listening to this and going, nah, he's so wrong. Um, so definitely could be, but I think you got to be careful with the big box store because um, you're, you're really counting on them. And so I, I hate just counting on one tenant, right, to, to lift me. Um, so then you've got the single, or maybe there's just one or two, but you've got the single, um, tenant, right? So, you know, think of the, like Walgreens or something. Yeah. The Walgreens or things like that. So, so now what, like a Walgreens is going to be a triple net lease and they're going to be pretty safe. They're going to sign a long-term lease. Um, and they're a company that's been around for a long time. They're not going anywhere, but then you've also got. So that's a, that's a great deal. You're usually not going to get a great price, but then you've got a non-national credit tenant in there, maybe a local one or a regional one. That's a different gamble, right? Especially if it's just a local one, maybe it's a startup. And I'm thinking of a building not too far from me that's been vacant on and off for 20 years. And uh, they, it's just a single building and they can't fill the thing. And they have such a such a tough time, but it's you know it's just not a great location. It gets some traffic, but there's nothing around it to drive people in. That your entrance into it's just not great. Uh, you know, there's a reason why it's always vacant. And so those are tough because if you if it's vacant, it's vacant, right? So we have a hundred thousand square feet. We've got twelve thousand square feet vacant. Yeah. Sure. Certainly we would like to have zero square feet vacant and we will, we're, we're renovating the building, but you know, if I've got just one location, it's 3000 square feet. The whole thing is vacant. If it's vacant, I can't fill it. So you really got to think about the single net and, or single, single, uh, single uh, tenant building and, and what's there, what's currently there and what's, going to continue to be there. Uh, but I would, I would want something like a fast food restaurant, like a McDonald's or a Walgreens or, you know, something like that. That, that to me would be more attractive than your local shop that might be there for a year and might not be. Yeah. I know a fair amount of people who focus on triple net and they just love it, you know, cause it's a lot easier to manage than multifamily or like a senior assisted living. Uh, and, uh, maybe you don't make as much money as you could potentially with some other asset classes, but it's very, you know, if you do it right, it's pretty secure and, and stable. So the, the nice thing, uh, with triple net, especially if you've got, uh, that great location, that great tenant, all that kind of stuff is yeah, it's mailbox money. It's just super easy. You don't have to think about much. You don't have to do much. Make good money on it. Um, again, the risk factor is that they're no longer there. <laughs> and now you're working really hard. And now you're losing money. Uh, so that's a here's a risk factor of retail. And beyond some of the key things that are happening in the economy, with retail is um, you have a tenant that moves out and a new tenant moves in. Typically, the landlord is going to pay for some of the tenant improvements, so TIs, and a lot of times for some of the leasing costs. So you got leasing and TIs. 
So if I got this new tenant that moves in, it could cost me a lot of money to get them in. $300,000, $400,000 maybe to get them into a 10,000 square foot space. Potentially more. I mean, potentially less, potentially more, but it costs you a lot of money to get them in. So you have to make sure you are budgeting for that. So when we set aside our budget, we looked at what's going to be our TI and leasing costs every year for the next you know 10 years. And we got to put aside a good chunk of that money. And we got to make sure we continue to build that reserve. And we, we can't spend it all. We can't distribute it all to our investors. We've got to continue to build. So as we spend TI this year, it doesn't mean TI is going to go away in the future, right? Eventually that's going to come back. And if we're not being prepared for it, if we're not putting that away, it's going to bite us. And, and we're going to now not have money to do it. Can we refi to pull money up? Like, I don't know. You know, so that's something that I think people get caught with um, is, oh crap, I got to spend $300,000 just to get this tenant in. I don't have that money. I got to find a tenant that that won't ask for that. Well, you're probably going to find a low credit tenant. <laughs> you know, some of you maybe don't want. Yeah. All of a sudden you're filling it this space. You you could have had, you know, you could have had Walgreens and, and now you got, you know, Jimbo's shrimp shop. Um, that, that's, he's just trying his hand at business. He used to work for a tech company. He's trying to shrimp, you know, it, who is, so that's, you know, that's a danger that I think a lot of people you know, forget about. Um, one of the things I love about um, commercial, retail, industrial, even offices, you're dealing with professionals, right? Business owners. And so they've got a different mindset than your typical residential uh, renter. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people who focus on wholesaling like single families or duplexes, but not a lot of people know that you can wholesale retail as well, but make a lot more money per property than wholesaling single family. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a profitable thing. Uh, obviously you've got to be, uh, I think a little bit more knowledgeable than mm -hmm. I think single family is easy because it's so safe. Like everybody knows how to buy and sell houses and it's, it's pretty, there's, there's a lot of investors out there for it. And it's easy to come up with valuations because we have tons of comps, right? Where retail is a little bit more difficult to come up with the comps. Um, we come up on a per square foot basis, but uh, is it really because we've got different locations, different styles, different, yeah, this and that and the other thing. So it's a little, little more difficult. So you really have to know what you're doing um, to do it. But uh, yeah, it's very profitable to, to wholesale or flip retail if you can do it right. Mm -hmm. so. sure. Well, cool, man. I don't have anything else to you. Uh, no, that's it for today. Awesome. We covered, uh, covered a lot. So retail, dig into it if you like it. I love it for the right, uh, again, the right location, the right, the right uh, opportunity. I think it's a great asset class. So Matt, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So 
the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.